वेलकम टू द सेकेंड एपिसोड ऑफ रेज ट्रांसफर्स अ फैंटेसी प्रीमियर लीग पॉडकास्ट माई नेम इज हर्ष एंड आई एम हियर विथ माई को होस्ट लवेश हाउ इज इट गोइंग लवेश गोइंग ग्रेट हर्ष आई एम डूइंग गुड आई हैव मेड माई सेल्फ अ गुड कप ऑफ टी एंड आई एम लुकिंग फॉरवर्ड टू टू डेज चार्थ वी ऑल्सो हैव अ स्पेशल गेस्ट ऑन आर पॉडकास्ट टूडे अ गन an fpl geek and more importantly fpl india rank 1 last season pradyumna lokin welcome to the pod lokin thank you for having me I just took an extended break from fpl to recharge but now we're back ready for the new season and excited to get stuck in you know always a pleasure to meet a fellow gooner so now we have two arsenal lads on our uh, podcast i just have to make sure that this doesn't become a next arsenal fan tv jokes apart Uh, in our game week one, uh, we did talk about the learnings from last season, and in this episode, I want to cover mainly our game week one teams and uh, who are the players which are in our radar. Let me start. I'm going with four four two, and uh, I'll just read out my my team. I have Sanchez in goal, with uh, Foster as my backup goalkeeper. I have Shaw, Trent. Simikas, Amarty, and Ruben Diaz as my defenders. In midfielder, I'm going with Bruno, Salah, Rafinha, Gibbs White as a bench forder, and Kai Havertz as a differential. And my strikers are Ivan Tony and Antonio with Obafemi on bench. Interesting to see Simikas there occupying one crucial Liverpool spot. How sure are you about him, Harsh? Yeah. It's like a war on Twitter right now, isn't it? Like people are divided between uh, whether to pick Jota or to pick Simikas. But my thinking is, if there is a four point oh starting defender from Liverpool, I want to take that opportunity and capitalize on. Personally, I I think I'm slightly more inclined towards Jota right now. Simikas feels like a transfer waiting to happen in terms of freeing up that third Liverpool spot. and i don't feel too comfortable booking myself into an early transfer and you could argue jota might also feel like a transfer waiting to happen but it's easier to justify a transfer for a mid price midfielder than it is for a 4.0 defender considering you have two of the latter in fact and especially this early on in the season when transfers are so valuable and you want to be using them to get on to early bandwagons that are more likely to emerge in midfield and up front Yes, I think especially in defense, I feel like it's just safer to plan for a longer term, and it is easier too at this stage. My three safe defender picks are obviously Shaw, T. A. and Diaz. Simikas is just there because I'm not too keen on picking Jota right now. I was anyway going with two Liverpool players, but now if there is a 4.0 enabler which is giving me the opportunity to have three Liverpool lads, I'm going going with that. and just to touch up on the ruben diaz point manchester city did keep 19 clean sheets last time and diaz was part of 17 of them their initial fixtures of tottenham arsenal norwich southampton and leicester they did keep a clean sheet against all of them in last season for two games or one so so that's my thinking and i want to have a coverage from manchester city and ruben diaz is the one for me fair enough and You also seem to have a bit of cash left in the bank. Is that right? Any specific plans for that? Yeah, uh, I think I have two million in the bank, and uh, 
as I said, I'm going with Kai Howards as my differential for game week one. But in game week two, I just want to jump to Jung Min Son based on his first game week uh, flair. Uh, I'm also like observing Mahrez as well. If if he he does something out of the blue and and I can bring him in as well. But why take a one week punt on Kai when you can directly go for Son or Mahrez? Right, Son actually has a pretty decent record against City. Yeah, and I think I want to touch up on this because uh, a uh, they are playing Crystal Palace, and in last season both the games, Chelsea did score four goals against them. The other thing is there is a new manager for Crystal Palace. The team is also new, and they are most vulnerable right now. Uh, Kai Havertz did score a goal and assist last time when they met, and uh, I think this is the only opportunity for me. uh to bring in kai howards in my team as lukaku will join from game week 2 and then kai howards won't be that attractive uh i think there will be still tinkerings and i'll be still changing uh, a few players here and there but i'm pretty confident that this draft can highly become my game week 1 team what about you lavish i'm excited to see your team as all righty uh, so i have gone for the brighton uh, keeper combo sanchez steel My defenders are Shaw, Trent, Ailing, White, Amati. Uh, midfield of Salah, Bruno, Rafinha, Barnes, Jota, and up top I've got Ings, Antonio, and Aubameyang. So Shaw and Tia, I think they are you know among the most attacking defenders, also on set pieces. I'm looking to rotate Ailing and White, and Amati if he can play the first three games, I'm I'm happy with that. I see you've got Ailing there. Leeds have considered a lot of goals in pre-season. Aren't you worried about that? Yeah, and plus zero assists last season. Uh, don't forget that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not reading too much into their pre-season form. I think Leeds were more cautious in the second half of the season, and I'm I'm hoping for the same. I'm hoping for more of the same. Also, uh, they are looking to play three-three-one-three now. I think Ailing will play more games on the right. and he was grossly unlucky i think last time around even though he was getting into good positions i think we can expect few returns uh, if not of the same level as delis i think we can still expect few returns from ailing yeah i think we can agree on the fact that he was quite unlucky with his attacking output last season despite the good underlines we'll definitely get a few returns talking about being unlucky uh, aren't you worried about havi bans because Ian Acho is in top top form and uh, Leicester is having some defensive crisis. Rodgers might change formation and if they have two strikers Barnes can can be on bench. So aren't you worried about that? Correct. I feel you know Barnes uh, still able to give a lot of width uh, to Leicester's attack. And I enjoyed owning Barnes last season. He was pretty hot before he got injured. And you know I'm seeing he has come up with the same heat. Uh even though he could be getting only 60 70 minutes in the first few games uh, i think we can still expect few returns from yeah having watched that community shield game i think he looked really sharp that day and i think lester will greatly benefit from his directness and especially against the likes of wolves who've been looking shaky on the counter in pre season i think wolves could be there for the taking as this plays right into the hands of lester and barnes in particular interesting look at you two arsenal lads defending harvey barnes as you 
defend Aubameyang. But yeah, uh, jumping into our strikers, uh, I think, Lavesh, I can see you don't have Tony and you have Ings. What are the thoughts there? Correct. So, uh, you know, I had Watkins in all my initial drafts uh, from the moment the fixture list was announced. But I straight away moved to Ings. Uh, the day he was announced, I feel he can make immediate impact in the Villa colours. I think he will be heavily involved uh, in their attack, irrespective of how many other attacking options they have. I think uh, we can expect few goals from Villa early in the season. Yeah, completely agree with you on Ings there. I think he's going to hit the ground running as well and I think he'll become the new talisman for Villa. Ings is someone who does look solid based on the quality and fixture list. But I'm concerned about the Watkins and Bundia injury and Al Ghazi taking penalties. So those things kind of uh, uh, attracts me to have Tony over Ings. And this is not purely because I'm a Brentford fan, but uh, there are other things. Like there are two core mids in Norgard and Jansen who provide that through balls to the striker. And uh, he is just 6.5 plus on penalties. And plus in the initial five game weeks, he has a really good fixture run. So I'll see how Tony performs in those five. And, and if his performance is not up to the mark, I'll switch to Puki from game week six onward. You know, enough, enough with the Brentford praises, Harsh. They are anyway in for a hiding on the opening day. I think Arsenal going to you know smash them on the opening day. Let's move our attention to the big ticket item now. Loken's team, you know, last season's India rank one. We already know that Barnes is there, Ings is there. Uh, let's look at the rest of the team. Uh, shall we, Loken? Yeah, so I'll just quickly run you through my team. In goal, I've got the Watford pair of Bachman and Foster. In defence, it's Trent, Shaw, Sufal, Weltman and... The 4.0 defender from Norwich, Omobami Delhi. And in midfield, Salah Bruno, as usual. Barnes, Benrama, and 4.5, Brownell from Burnley. And up front, we've got Ings, Antonio, and Tony. I'll just touch up on Backman first. I like the potential for save points, and it's a decent first 6 7 fixture, so, so maybe a clean sheet here and there. Also, there's always that one goalkeeper from a promoted team that performs well. And I think Bachman could be that goalkeeper this season. And although Brighton Sanchez probably has the greater potential for clean sheets, the injuries in their defence put me off him. And Bachman's tendency for saves and bonus points is something I like with my goalkeepers, yeah. Also, Loken, I cannot help noticing the ABC of West Ham. You know, Ben in particular, he has been fairly inconsistent so far. And he was in and out of the side. You know, what makes you back him now? Yeah. Ben Rama is someone I'm really excited about this season. He's been really lively in preseason. I was just watching the highlights of that 2-0 win over Atlanta the other day and although it was the highlights of the entire match, I, I could sell it to you as Ben Rama's individual highlights. That's just how good he was. And after a season of settling in, I think he's finally looking like the player we expected him to be and at 6, six million, I think that's a great price. Uh, this reminds me of the BMW of 2019-20 season of Brentford where Ben Rama was in the thick of things. And he is an outstanding attacker. But uh, what, what I feel is that West Ham never had two consecutive good seasons. It's surprising that you have two Liverpool players, two United but three Hammers. It's time that I should gift you a West Ham jersey and uh, time to say bye to Arsenal. But uh, just to touch up on the Ben Rama point, I think Lanzini, Bowen and Fornals are also competing for a similar spot. And one bad performance and he is gone. Moyes won't even consider him again in starting eleven. I think Ben Rama is 
clear of those others. He's been looking like the best player in preseason, and I think that warrants enough to starting for two, three games at least, even if he's not that good in one of those. And he's a real flair player, an entertainer, and having the fans back will only make him raise his game. And the last time West Ham had such a player was Dimitri Payet, and I can see Ben Rama having similar impact this season. Also, Lokan, I I see that you have kept money in the bank. Do you have any pre-planned transfers? And you know, more importantly, the first draft is fine. But what mindset do you keep for the first five six game weeks? Do you also plan your wild cards, or are you looking at some you know fixture swing in the early five six game week? Well, I have an eye on them, but no real pre-planned transfers or wild cards. Um, I'm not a big fan of this long-term planning at the start of the season. I like to keep my options open, especially at the start of a new season, and keep an eye out for any bandwagons that might emerge. As I think, as I think that's very important to having a good start to the season. And the money in the bank is exactly for things like this. Gives me a bit of flexibility, and I can give you an example from last season where I started with one million in the bank, which I used to move from Adams to. Dominic Calvert-Lewin in game week two for that hat trick against West Brom. And regarding the first wild card, I'm always a bit conservative with it. I only use it if my team's in a bad shape. Otherwise, I'm just happy to hold off for as long as possible, which is what I did last season. When you say Che Adams, it went through my heart because I was on that Che Adams train last season, and I did hold him. For initial five game weeks, and after that international break, I was so frustrated. I throw him out, and then he scored a goal and assist against Chelsea. So yeah, that that haunts me. But that's a learning. And regarding the keeping money in the bank, that is also a learning I'm taking from you, Lokan, this season. I think we have covered all the other players from your team when we were talking about my team and Lavish's team. Uh, I'm more interested to know about your watch list and any specific player which you are still tinkering or having an eye on. Yeah, I'm still looking at Jota, but there's also a couple of differentials in the mid-price midfield slot that I'm looking at. I think Greenwood is one that interests me. He's another one that I really like as a footballer and looks like he'll start the season and has a few decent fixtures first up as well. But having said that, Nicola Pepe is the one that really excites me. He's been looking good in preseason, and is he's exactly the kind of under the radar pick with a good fixture in game week one that can explode. You know, I do like the Pepe pick as well. Uh, Arsenal midfield can provide a good number of value options this season. I feel they are all around the six seven million mark. I'm also excited about Smith Rowe. I think bringing him in can free up a lot of funds for likes of Mares or Son, and for me, that's going to be a last minute call. Especially Mares, you know, to City or not. Yeah, that's true, Lavish. And I think Gundogan is also in that similar category to have a City option, which one can consider. It's just that the uncertainty about the game time forces us to avoid Pep players at the beginning. Like I have controlled myself from not going all out differential team, but I do like Wilson and Willock. Uh, I think the goal involvement of Wilson is very high, and he is someone who can bring you that 15-point haul, 16-point hauls, in few game weeks where you are not expecting. So definitely wants to watch. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. All eyes on the Friday opener now. I think it was a good shot and Chris call where we kind of just talked about our team and a special thanks to Lokin for joining us. It was pleasure having you on the pod and good luck with the game one, boys. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the pod as well. This was a new experience for me and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So thanks a lot.
and all the best to you guys and everyone out there as well for the new season yeah thanks everyone for listening and uh, happy game week 1